Welcome to the Life of Faith North podcast, where you can access the latest Sermon of the Week and explore our archive of past messages. To access other resources or view live content, please visit us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Life of Faith North. We hope you will find this message encouraging and uplifting as you listen.
know is the right direction I will. Does that make sense? So I'm just kind of guiding. But this is very much to have an expectation on you to be ready to speak and to be ready to talk and to sing and to, to say something out loud, right, for all. Now, we're not going to make everybody do it. I know I got some introverted folks here that I just said that right now, and it just totally, the spirit left you just in that moment. <laughs> hey, this is not, not forced. And I also know I've got some extroverted people here that you're like, finally, my chance. <laughs> all right? So I'm going to ask all my extroverted people to take a step back. I'm going to ask all my introverted people to take a step forward, right? And we'll find a good balance in the middle. Does that make sense? But what are we talking about? Psalm 63. It says, Oh God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Right? So again, our heart's attitude here, David is saying, man, that I long for God. My soul, my whole being, like hunger and thirst, it wants to experience God. It wants to have an encounter with Him. Right? So I go, it says, so... I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Now, can I just say this? In David's day, the sanctuary was at the temple or it was at the tent of meeting. But today, where is the sanctuary? You are the sanctuary of God. Did you know that this building that we're so blessed to have, this building isn't the sanctuary of God? This building isn't, you did not come to this building to meet God. You brought him with you when you came in because you now, as Paul said, you are the temple of God. You are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. You are the... So look at this verse in that light. So I looked for God in his sanctuary. Where is that? In you. So where are you going to experience power and glory? In your... It's going to come from you. Right? Aren't you glad you don't have to go anywhere special anymore to experience the power and glory of God? You, right wherever you are, you can look to the sanctuary and go, the power and glory of God is going to show up. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look at this. So what does this look like? It says in verse 3, because your loving kindness is better than life, what happens? Who, whose lips? Now, we don't have no pronoun problems in our church, right? Right. When, when it says my lips, is it talking about the person sitting next to you? <laughs> right. Remember, we don't practice, here I am, Lord, send Danielle. Right. <laughs> right. Here I am, send Chase. Right. I, I'm eager to experience you as long as Selena does it. Right. No, it says, hey, listen. Because his goodness, his faithfulness, his kindness is better than anything in life, my lips will praise him. My mouth will express him. I will say something. Guys, listen to me. And I've said, I think one of the, help me be nice, Lord. One of the, 
the, the saddest indictments of the current church age is we have trained people to be quiet. We have trained people that when you come into church, it's the time to be shh and don't interrupt and don't do the, right? And we've trained people, as I said the other day, we've trained people that church is a spectator sport, not a participatory faith. Right? That church is where we come and we sit and we look and we listen and we leave. And we watch whoever do whatever, however. But here we have to remember that our faith, truly if you want to experience God like you've always dreamed, it's a very personal, practical, and expressive experience. Amen. The, when we know the goodness of God, that goodness should express itself out of your lips. You should find yourself talking. You should find yourself speaking. You should find yourself saying things. And again, I'll give you this. Can we have a new entry level? At least loud enough where you can hear yourself. Let's start there. I understand we've got different backgrounds here. We all come from different church experiences, from highly, highly conservative to uber, uber expressive, sometimes wacky, charismania, right? <laughs> come on now, go with me, right? So again, if you're here and you come lean towards the quiet side, I want to encourage you to be a little more expressive today. I want to encourage you to say something loud enough to at least where you can hear it. Right? Amen. Let's keep going. It says, so therefore my lips will praise you. Verse 4, thus I will bless you. Now, number one, do you know this? Did you know you can bless God? Many times, and it's not wrong, and we should think about how much he blesses us. But did you know that you bless God? Right? But that word bless is a vocal thing. Again, we, we know that, right? This afternoon, wherever you're going to go, you're going to go eat something, and somebody's going to say, hey, Anthony, will you bless the food? Right? Yeah. Or will you, and what do we mean by that? Will you say something? Does that make sense? Well, what if, if I got, went to your house and you said, hey, Pastor Brad, we're so glad to have you here. Will you bless the food today? And I said, I'd be glad to. And I stood up there and I just went. I didn't even hum, Kurt. I mean, I wish I could get people to hum. If you see a lot of people. And I just said nothing. Would that be awkward? It would be weird. Could you say I bless the food? No. Why? Because I didn't say anything. Remember, you cannot bless God silently. I know that's a popular thing. I know we say things like sending you thoughts and prayers. 
do you understand that your thoughts will help you, but they won't help anybody else? Until your thoughts are vocalized and spoken into the atmosphere, nothing happens. Just like you can't silently pray to God. You can't. You can have a conversation with him, but it's not praying. It, it, and Miss Patty, would you, how did you accept Jesus? Do you remember? The day you were saved? And what happened? So you, you, you went to was it with Furnace Church? So you heard a, a wonderful minister preach the good news of Jesus, and your heart was moved, and you were stirred, and you went forward, and you just stood there. Is that what happened? Do you know why we do that? Because the reality of what happens in your heart is expressed in this earth with words first. That makes sense. Again, I had the pleasure of chasing and Jesse are here with us. We had the pleasure of doing their premarital, and y'all got married. Looks like it worked, so it's awesome. Yay! So when you went there, did y'all go? And there you are, your family is standing there. Every the day is perfect. It's the wedding day, and you just stood there and looked deeply into each other's eyes and didn't say a thing. Is that what happened? <laughs> so what happened? That's right. And you made that a reality by what you said. Because listen, that's why Paul says understanding marriage is how you understand how you operate with God. It's why we do things called vows and public ceremony and public expressions of wedding. Why? Because it mirrors what we do every day with Jesus. Sure, please do. Can't. I did. I'm sorry, Kurt. Understood. Cool, I'll give it to you. Yeah, you can, and, I, and again, that's why I know I'm stirring up, I'm doing it on purpose, you know how I do things, right? But, is, but you can communicate with God in your thoughts, he will talk to you in the inner man, the still small voice, he'll do, but every time we actually go from that place, it begins into the expression of creation, it must move from silent inside to audible outside. If you want that conversation to impact your actual life, there is a point where it has to come out of you. Right? Again, it, is this okay by doing all right? Now, this might be a new, I know this is, y'all looking at me like a cow to Newgate. So I, I you know, it's just well, bare. Sure. It does. I know it does. I'm sorry about that. 
Oh, absolutely. We're, we're coming. We're coming. I just got, I got to stir the pot. So let's go back to creation itself. So God, at the beginning of creation, has within himself the desire to create the universe. So he, in your imagination, he steps there on the edge of the spiritual realm of heaven, and he just thinks about it. Isn't it interesting that it all began with God's willingness to speak out from himself what he wanted to see happen? That is how he made the world. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, we understand by faith the world was literally framed, right? So it, the world was built on the words that God spoke. It's literally the architecture of the entire creation. And, and, and if we look back at the beginning, we understand, okay, well, God has a method in his design, right? If he made something a certain way, then that's the way it operates. So if creation was built with words, and then he turns around and he makes man, and we are the only creation he made that expresses itself with words. Have you ever thought about that? God made no other creation with the ability to speak just you because you're the only one he made in his image so if the creator made you in his image then you also are a creative being you create so how do you think or what do you think is the principal tool that you will create your life with your words that's why all throughout scripture right in proverbs it says right proverbs chapter i think it's 18 right when it talks about it, it says that a good man will be satisfied by the words of his mouth can help me find that Gordon. very good that's a great question right the people who literally don't have the ability to speak but they can write right they now create all kinds of, it, People who don't speak, you know what I've found about people, the very few, and they're very, very few I've found that are literally mute. People who have, whatever reason, birth, accident, something happened to their voice, they can't speak. You know, the curious thing about people who can't speak is they will spend their entire life finding a way to speak. They will create things, they will do things, they will make things. So, I mean, I think of the dude that was the big brainiac that was all kind of twisted up, Stephen Hawkins, I think was in that and they literally created a way for him to talk I've also found it only curious that it seems like those with the ability to speak constantly find a reason why they don't have to does that, does that make sense and I please hear me I, I know I know as Curtis said and I'm, I'm everybody look at me and say Bran you're my friend I'm your friend, but I understand we're, because we have, again, that's what I'm saying, we have trained the church to be quiet. Can, can I say this, just as we can look at, to understand this, um, we hear, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we believe in what we call, biblically speaking, in other tongues. 
the point of this exercise is this, isn't it interesting that when throughout Scripture the Holy Spirit comes into a person's life because they invited him, the first thing he wants, if you will, control of is your mouth. And isn't it also interesting how many times Jesus cast out a deaf and dumb spirit from people because the first thing the devil goes after when people fully give themselves is their mouth. Either to quiet their tongue or to make them a mouthpiece for him. We call that witchcraft. Does that make sense? That's why, again, I've, I've jokingly said that, right? If I uh, heard the story about the pastor who brought up a fictitious book to the pulpit and he says, this is a book of spells and incantations that I found in a witch's shop. And I'm just going to read a few of the spells to you, right? And the whole church began to go, <gasps> right? And they begin to back up and go, no, pastor, don't read the spells. And then he shuts the book and says, how is it that you've got more faith that if I speak a word from the devil, it'll come to pass than you do if you speak a word from the Bible. So I, I, what I'm trying to say more the point is, is guys, listen, in God's created design, you have the ability to speak from your spirit and your heart and bless God and transform the world and change your life and change the life of others does that make sense? Proverbs 18. Let's go real. What did you say it was? Proverbs 18? Is it 12? The one he'll... Let's see here. Let's look at this. Because I love Kurt. And Kurt, I love all your questions, man. I love it. Sometimes I do have to say, I pick certain things, and I'm just excited to see what you'll say. And it just makes me so happy, because it's a great conversation. It truly is. Proverbs 12. Well, verse in 12? 14. Yes, yeah, it's Proverbs 12, 14. A man will be satisfied with the good fruit, with good, sorry, man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Isn't that cool? You'll be satisfied with good by the fruit of your mouth. Again, Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, what will happen? Your mouth will speak. Again, we were born again because, like Miss Patty said, we heard the good news of Jesus. We heard the gospel of our salvation. The Holy Spirit moved upon us, stirred up faith on the inside of us, and we were then led by that Spirit to say, Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, I confess you as God. And it was that, as Paul said in Romans chapter 10, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth he makes confession unto salvation. Amen. Guys, I'm trying to get somewhere. My goal is I hope to get you so excited, y'all just going to talk all the time. Y'all just going to be like little, little Holy Ghost chatterboxes. Amen. And y'all just going to talk and talk and talk out what God does. And you're just going to let a river of living water, remember Jesus said that, flow out of you. Do you know how and where that river flows from? 
It froze from your mouth. Right? Back to Psalm 63. Right? It says, again, because of your loving kindness and because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you. I love this. While I live. Isn't that an interesting phrase? It's almost like saying, because you can't bless him once you're dead. You'll bless him differently. You'll be with him. But on this plane, the only time you can bless God in this life is today. Is right now. In this moment. In this instant. Amen. It says... I love it. I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hand in your name. Again, to borrow from Tim Hawkins, like we did the other day, if you haven't said, I know you may not come from a hand lifting kind of a place, but I'm going to encourage you. If you do, give God at least carry my TV. <laughs> you know, normal, widescreen, my favorite, my fish is this big. Right? <laughs> give God. I love that. But you will bless, you will lift up your hands. To God. Yes. Hey guys, do you understand? Do you understand that this posture is one of the highest forms of praise? Yes. Do you understand? I'm not against clapping, but again, one of the things we've done in the church, did you know clapping is not praise nor worship? Right? We clap for the football team. Does that mean we're praising them? We clap for the political leader, gives a good speech, right? Imagine if I went to a Trump rally and I took this posture. You know, President, you're just so amazing. President, your ideas are just far. No, no, uh, look at all, I love watching y'all's face. No. <laughs> Why? Because we know this is reserved only for him. Listen to me, Brother Hagen taught us this years ago, and I apologize, I haven't taught this in 20-something years. The church family, it's time that we stop exchanging brass for gold. And much of our modern praise and worship, it's brass, it's not gold. And the reason why it's brass is because it doesn't come from you. It's someone else's gold. It's the person who wrote the song. But your gold still lies within the treasure that's in your heart to God because only you can bless God as you. Only you can express you to God. Is that, I'm, I'm going to do an awkward example, so I'm going to try to pick on somebody that it won't be too awkward with. I think I can pick on Kurt, and he can handle it. Him and I are good. But it'd be like, you know, hey, Kurt, I, I, I need a favor, man. Can you do me a favor? Okay. I, I need you to, to love my wife for me. Can, can you, I need you to just take her out, and I'm busy, right? You know, it's been just a busy week. She deserves some attention. So would, would you mind you just take her out? Just say all the things I would say to her. You know what that would be. You just you just tell her. Could you do that for me? No. <laughs> and so we use that kind of example, and we all go, uh-uh. That's weird. 
But we do it all the time with God. Because we let other people write the song. We let other people sing the song. And we just kind of follow along. And it would be like me. Again, my wife loves all the frilly fun stuff. But if all I did, again, we're coming up on our anniversary, Valentine's card. Oh, I read this card. And I just sign it. There you go. Brad. Right, and she opens it up and she may read all the pretty words that somebody else wrote, but me going ditto at the bottom <laughs> is, 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 yeah, is, not, is not me expressing. Because listen, many times, y'all hear me, please hear me. I'm not saying we should give up praise and worship music. I'm not saying we should do... But many times all we have trained people in the church to do is to go, oh, ditto. Put their name on the end of a song. There you go, Jesus. And what he really longs for is to hear you bless him. Is to hear you. Man, it's exactly why him and David had such a great relationship. Because David had this practice, and we're going to look at that now in just a minute. He had a practice of psalming to God. Go to Ephesians, and for time's sake, and Miss Katie, if you want to get ready. So we're going to try something, and we're going to make this, and, and I will figure out how with the help of the Lord. So you all pray with me. But we're going to make this a standard practice. Most likely on our Thursday night times, we'll probably do something like this every now and then on a Sunday. But this was a practice of the early church, what I'm about to read. So this is New Testament, Ephesians chapter 5. And it says in verse 15, it says, So see then that you walk circumspectly or wisely, not as a foolish person, but as a wise person. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Right? Y'all ever heard that? I'm going to tell you, you know how you redeem the time? By what we're about to do. So therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine and where there is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Then the next verse says, speaking, and I love King James says this, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. One of the ways you literally redeem time is by doing this verse. One of the ways you get your soul back, you, you, you get the pressure off. Again, as we all experienced earlier, you, you, you tap into the peace that is always present. Is here, Paul says, you make it a habit to speak to yourself in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs. You sing and you make melody in your heart to the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So we're going to do that here in just a minute. We're just going to have Katie play, right? And just right where you are in just a moment, I'm going to read one more verse and we're going to practice this. And today I think what we're going to do is you're just going to do it for you. Let's kind of take the pressure off. We're going to take a few minutes 
at the end, and I want you just to use. She's not. She's just gonna. I call it playing in tongues. She's not gonna play a familiar song. She's not gonna pick up. She's just gonna play as the Holy Spirit leads her to play on the guitar. And as she does so, I want you to begin to let a song come out of you. You begin to sing to God for yourself. Whatever that is, whatever. And 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 don't worry. You might say, "Well, I don't sing pretty." Welcome to my club. Neither do I. And in fact, if y'all ever wondered, it's so far. I'll tell a little funny story. If y'all come here regularly, you'll notice I stand in the back during worship. I don't do that because I don't want to stand in the front. I do that because everybody up there goes, Brad, you can't stand in the front anymore because you sing so bad it throws all of us off. So I need you to stand in the back. And so for years, I, I, for years, I have stood in the back because I realize I make a joyful noise. Right, that's, that's what I do, amen? But I want you to, it's not about how pretty it sounds. It's not about if it rhymes. It's not about it. It's just about practicing you doing what we said. Okay, Lord, because your loving kindness is better than my whole life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you. I will sing a song to you. Amen? So go ahead and just start playing, Katie. Amen, and, and then... To back it up with one more scripture, Colossians, it says this in verse 13, it says, so let the word of Christ or the Bible dwell in you richly. Somebody said, so well, what do I sing? Well, if you need to, as Ms. Pat, flip over to Psalms and just pick a song to start with. And you just start singing that psalm and take it as your own, Right? It says, so let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Many times what you see, if you, I'm, I am singing Bible verses back to me. I sing verses that are speaking to me, and I'll talk to me in song, but it'll be the Bible. Right? And I love this. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Right? Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. So here we got two passages where Paul says this is a regular practice of what it means to be a believer. I love that in the King James it says in Ephesians that A, you do this to yourself. You sing to yourself. Here in Colossians he says, and you sing to each other. Right, so it begins with you talking to you and it ends up with you talking to the church. Does that make sense? And back to what Kurt was saying, why is this important? And the last story is in the book of Acts. If y'all remember the story, Peter and Silas were in prison after they preached the gospel. They'd been beaten with rods. They were locked in chains. And it says they were put in the deepest part of that jail. And it says, and at midnight, I love what Brother Hayden used to, I can hear his voice now in my head. And I really do think that was the literal midnight hour on the clock. But it can also be the midnight hour of your life could be that darkest moment of your life and it says when they were there at midnight they sang praises and hymns unto God and the prisoners heard them they didn't sing it quietly they didn't sing it to themselves they didn't sing it alone inside their head there they were in the midnight hour and they did just what they were singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, praying.
praising God in the toughest spot of their life. And I love the answer, and it says, and an earthquake of God hit that building, and it says, and it shook their chains off and every other prisoner's chains off. Because listen, another reason why this is so important is you don't know, but you're praising God out loud publicly may cause someone else's chains to fall off. They hear you praising God, and it moves their heart to praise God. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah, so if y'all want to have families, if y'all want to come sit together, so Holloman Kids Church, go up here and sit with my Thank you for listening to our Life of Faith North podcast. If you would like to partner with us by giving, please visit our Cash App page. This can be found at cash.app forward slash dollar sign LOF North. We hope this message was encouraging to you today. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.